Welcome to the Dare to Pivot podcast, a resource for inspiration and encouragement while you're on your path to purpose. The Dare to Pivot podcast is hosted by Wakia Hayward, that's me, and Barbara Wade, two middle-aged sisters who are passionate about having honest, open conversations with each other and special guests about faith, transparency, and living a life of purpose. The Dare to Pivot podcast is rooted in the Christian faith, and we believe that we are all made for a reason and with intention. However, it's up to us to pursue our purpose. By exploring the four foundational pillars of DARE, which are decisions, actions, results, and evaluations, we're hoping that women will be motivated to actively pursue their own purpose journeys. Join us as we learn together that it's never too late to be great. Alrighty, ladies, thank you so much for joining us on the Dare to Pivot podcast. We are so excited for you all to be here today. Um, this is Wakia. I'm your host. And this is Barbara Wade. Whoop, whoop. And today we have a super special guest. Um, we have Mandy Memo. She is the founder and the executive director of The Well, a organization um, in located in Baltimore, uh, I guess like a suburb of Baltimore, I guess I would say more like a Curtis Bay area. Um, and, and the well is actually a community of women committed to transforming lives through long-term relationships, practical programs, and the healing power of love. And so Mandy, thank you so, so much for joining us tonight. Hi ladies. It's an honor to be here. Thank you for inviting me. This is so exciting. <laughs> so... You know, here here on the other pivot, we pretty much talk about a little bit everything. We we um we pretty much cover things about you know we really try to center around life, career, and um and your faith, right? And Mandy, we realize that for you, you know, as far as career and faith, your your career and faith has really taken you into this whole beautiful world. Yes, yes, it has. Yeah. So, um, would you please just share with us, like, what does that look like for you? Like, tell us a little bit about yourself. Wow. So. Uh, so for me, um, just uh, coming from a nurse, a nurse, you know, mom first, nursing degree, um, women's ministry leader. Uh, believe it or not, I opened up a design interior design business. Um, wow. But through my ministry leadership at a local church, uh, which was um, in the suburbs of Baltimore, but actually the well is located in Baltimore City, so Perfect. it's right on the other side of the line. We're in the very southeast corner. But um, yeah, so I have the privilege, um, I had the privilege of being introduced to this area through one of my local churches. And um, so I went in with the heart of ministry and um, my faith, uh, a whole lot of faith, uh, to just see how God would use me there. And I, I literally fell in love with the community. I fell in love with the women there. And God told me to not just step in and pop and drop stuff off, but to go in and, and establish relationship um, with people. And from that, I began, I uh, got vision um, to start a place, a home there where women could be healed and restored. And from that was birthed what is now known as the well and Hun's Honey. Um, so two uh, ministries that equip uh, women survivors of trauma. Oh my goodness, that is just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Just fantastic. And so Barbara and I both have had the experience of um, volunteering there. And I know Barbara still volunteers there a lot more um, than I do at this time. But I know the first time I walked into that, I just felt like it was just so much love. And I just felt like it was just a hug. It was just a hug. That is is what it is. We had had a lady come in today who we had been working with, a lady from the streets that we had been working with for golly for three years and uh she just said that she knew where she had gotten clean after multiple tries and uh she didn't have a choice because she had gotten critically ill Mm. um, but is doing was doing really well and she came back today um and that's just with tears in her eyes that was pretty much what she was saying is you guys uh, made me feel loved when i felt abandoned and rejected everywhere Mm -hmm. else i went Mm -hmm. you know so it was wonderful. 
wonderful reunion today. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Well, that's a blessing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You guys make me feel like that too. So I'm just uh, uh-huh. <laughs> eager, eager for, I'm eager for this pandemic time to loosen up so that we can do more one-on-one things. I know, but Joaquin and Barbara truly without friends like you coming in to love and support us in our efforts, um, you know, it's, it's really all of us together um, coming at different angles and directions and from different perspectives. And um, God uses all of us, um, even in little bits and pieces. And I just want to thank you both for, for loving the well and loving the women at the well. You guys are, you guys are amazing friends. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> so, so tell us like, what was, how did you even, you know, to start the you know, to start the well, you know, I was like reading through the website and I see how it first started like with a Christmas event and then it started getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Like, how did you, I'm sure there was like fear and all that stuff, just starting this thing. So, Cause how did you even know what to do? Well, back in 2004, um, I had gone on a medical mission trip to Africa. I had gone to Zambia to work in an eye clinic and I was there for 10 days and it wasn't an evangelical trip, but God just, um, he just shifted me there and he just spoke to me, um, in many different ways. And when I got back, my church was doing some ministry that I call kind of pop and drop where we go in, we, we, we drop stuff off and then we kind of run out. Mm -hmm. I found myself, um, during those times, just wanting to build relationship with the ladies of the community. Mm -hmm. And so, um, as I came back from that trip and discovered this community through a pastor and his wife that circled the community in prayer and loved on this community, you know, they led me there. And, um, and so as I got there, um, I decided to not do a sweet little Christmas party at my church. God encouraged me and um, inspired me to take our uh, team of women and to go down to this, this rec center, this recreation center, and to do a Christmas party for the women of that community. And that's really where it all began. And that morning, uh, I had a lot of spiritual warfare. Hope it's okay to talk about all this. Of course, of course. Yeah. But this I had a place lot that. of spiritual warfare um, that occurred. Um, coming in, I had no idea what was ahead of me. But that morning when I woke up and was in prayer, God just said, you know, not only are you going to do this Christmas party, but I want you to start a small group in this rec center. Wow. And so we did that. We stepped out and we did that. I, we had the Christmas party and there were 75 women lined up and um, they, they came in and it was just amazing. Some women were saying that they had never felt love like that before. Some of the women said they had never been to a Christmas party in their lives. Hmm. <laughs> and I just couldn't, um, it was a lot to wrap my head around, but I began, um, meeting in the recreation center. Uh, it started with a group of three and it grew to a group of 40, uh, hmm. women. Wow. So I journeyed with these ladies for uh, a good 10 years, Wow! Um, meeting with them. Um, and and uh, along the way, God uh, really impressed upon my heart to meet one-on-one with a lot of them, that this group was great, but then to, to meet together one-on-one was really, and I began to do that and really just saw such life change. There was one woman in particular who really, it was the woman who inspired our entire program. And uh, she came in um, after being incarcerated, was lived with her parents, had lost her children, her husband, uh, her home. She lost everything. She'd been out on the streets for a while, but she had gotten incarcerated. And then her parents introduced her to, or a neighbor, a neighbor friend introduced her to what we called women of hope. Mm-hmm. And she came in and there was just something special about this woman. And very, before too long, we were meeting together in her home and uh, we were just praying and reading the scripture and talking and crying and telling story and sharing real life stuff. And, um, and that was the woman that was just, I just saw such change in her life. So mm-hmm. Um, I, the Lord during, during that period of time, uh, really imp- uh, just gave me a vision for having a home there where women could come and have a safe haven and be healed and restored. And, um, I, uh, 
you know, went through a very difficult time of my life in the midst of that. Um, and, uh, you know, just kind of crashed. I, I, I felt like I just had made some wrong choices and had really had struggled with some things. Um, my life wasn't perfect. <laughs> my, my personal life wasn't perfect. And, um, and I just, I was tired and I felt compassion fatigue and the Lord and I met at my dining room table one day. And I just kind of was trying to tell him that I was done. He gave me a scripture in Luke nine, I believe it is where it says, a man who put his hand to the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom. Yes, ma'am. And I just, that day, I, I just fell to my knees <laughs> and uh, I just really gave my life, my heart, just all the way back over and asked for forgiveness. And God said, remember, remember that place that you, that I gave you a vision of that you dreamed of. He said, well, well I need you to go do that now. You're ready. This is where I wanted you. You're ready. And so I, I just thought, well, man, I'm going to step into this and who, who on earth would follow me? I don't have the gift of administration. I haven't been the perfect person. And the Lord said, well, you know, you're exactly who I want. Mm. And um, I honestly just said, yes, <laughs> I just said, yes. Wow. And so God began this work of uh, working within me um, to, to help me understand my value, my identity and my created purpose, um, to be the woman that he truly called me to be. And, um, and doing that for the next year, I worked on opening up this organization, which launched in 2013 with the, with the purchase of a building that we purchased through, uh, we spent our retirement fund <laughs> and bought a building this, you know, difficult area of Baltimore. And uh, so that's, uh, then I just, I stepped in um, uh, with, with a lot of faith, uh, with a lot of grace for myself <laughs> and uh, just saying yes to God, just uh, agreeing to just to do everything that he told me to do. Um, and that's really, it was the, that was the foundation. I think, I think that is like so wonderful because that's one of the things that we try to share all the time here um, on the podcast is that one, it costs you something to follow God. Like it costs you something. It's yeah. not like it's, you know what I'm saying? And usually that biggest pivot point is like in that place of brokenness mm -hmm. where you're just like, okay, God, like at this point, I don't even know what we're doing at this point. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I love how you were still so brave <laughs> to keep going because, you know, like, you know, most people will be so afraid because I just think, you know, for me, and like, I think for me, all I can think about is all the things I don't know. I would never even think, like, I never even really think about the count and the cost of the things I do know. <laughs> like, I would just, the list of things I don't know would be so great to where I'm like, Lord, I can't. Like, these are all the reasons why I can't. And I think what, I, what I've just really learned from you and what really just sort of rested in my spirit was, you know, not to worry about those things at all, right? And just keep going. Just keep going. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the things yeah. that you can do, just do those things. And he will make up the difference somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you that, um, ladies, that if God, God did not give me the full picture of the well, I thought it was going to be just like this little mentorship program. <laughs> and it ended up has becoming, it has become a full scale life development program um, mm -hmm. where we're helping women with workforce development and workshops and not just mentorship, but but counseling. And we realized too, along the way that it was really the common denominator for every woman for us was trauma. So we're not just mm. a sex trafficking organization or organization helping women coming from incarceration to reenter or women who are coming out of addiction. We find all of those things to be the symptom of the greater thing. And the greater thing is healing from the traumas that happen to us as children and also uh, helping, um, helping each other find our value, our identity, and our created purpose. Right. And, um, but, but God did not give me the full picture <laughs> of that. And the reason he did not is he knew that I would be like Jonah in the belly of the whale running from the Ninevites. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, um, I, 
I, he gave me little pieces at a time for the well. For Hunt's Honey, it was a little bit different story, but for the well, it was, I, we, we literally had been building the bike as we we're on, on our journey. That's kind of what it looks like. Well, one aspect I got out of your sharing is that God will tell you, you will get a message. Yeah. And that part will be clear. Yeah. Now, all of the rest of it and the details, they probably will be spoon fed because like <laughs> to your point, <laughs> yeah. if he tells us, uh, you know, the, the, the depth and the size of the pot that we'll have to ingest, then we'll go, hmm, I don't know if I can do all of that. But mm-hmm. I think what I'm certain of from listening to you and others that I've talked about these pivot points is that God will give you a message. Now, yeah. how we react to it will vary. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But that, you know, that message part, that calling um, will be clear. Yes. Yeah. That's so good. Um, yeah. And uh, there was a, um, you know, a moment where I was like, Lord, I, I don't have the gift of administration. I can lead. I love people, but I do not have the gift of administration. And I was reading through the Experiencing God book at the time. um, And uh, it was just literally saying, you know, we can't use, literally, it said you cannot use that you do not have the gift of administration as an excuse because (laughs) spirit has every gift available to you and he lives within us. Mm -hmm. And so we just have to do what God says. And then he equips us. He equips us for what the that what is the task at hand and about the same time that I had gotten that message I was a I was a runner and I had worn the wrong running shoes I had the wrong tools <laughs> and I injured my foot um, I, I ended up getting tendonitis really bad in my foot and I ended up um, having a like a cast on my on my left foot at that time, I was up to nine miles because I was trying to run a half marathon. Wow. Oh my goodness! And, and it was so discouraging for me. And this was literally a month before we launched the well. And I was really like, "God, you've got the wrong girl. I'm just not the girl for this. You've got the wrong girl." And and so I went through this month of being having this physically fit body, and my mind was ready. My mind wanted to get so much, get back out there on that road, on that road. And I loved running. I loved it so much. But I had injured. I had a, I had injured myself. And um, and 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 I, you know, I was disabled at the moment, right? So. So uh, I will never forget the day that the doctor told me I could take that cast off. And I took this boot off of my foot and I just kind of set it there and I looked at it and I felt God gave me this message. The message was like, this, this is what it's like to be a crippled Christian. You have every tool available yeah. to you. And yet you, you, you disenable yourself by your, your unwillingness to allow me to work within you, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like this one, Andy, like you, you're, you're perfectly, you know, trained to be this runner, but you, 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 you're, you're walking in this injury and God said, get up out of that wheelchair, Mandy. Like, do not, do, do no longer walk in this injury. You need to, um, you need to walk in the confidence that, that I will give you everything that you need um, to accomplish the purposes I've set apart for you. That's wonderful. What an assurance. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I don't wanna assume, but I think you found that to be true. Oh yeah. Yes. I have to be honest. I find myself challenged every day. So don't, it's not like Cinderella where the, you know, where the fairy godmother comes and like changes her dress immediately. And she's suddenly ready to go to the ball. No, it wasn't like that at all. It was, um, it's been, I have to really be honest, all of my friends who's listening that it is an uphill journey and battle every minute of every day. Uh, I have, have, I've seen the almighty power of God, but I've also witnessed uh, the power of the enemy. Mm -hmm. We choose, let me tell you, when we choose to step out and step in, especially to those dark places, Mm -hmm. man, do we brew him up? Do Mm -hmm. we upset him? 
And, um, but that's, but that's when we know guys that we're, we're, we are making kingdom impact when we are right. feeling those things, we are making kingdom impact, but all the more important to be read up and prayed up. And, and believe me, I shake in my shoes. I, I'm not, uh, I, I don't always have full faith. I, I sometimes doubt, but God, God, you know, I'm his girl and he loves me tenderly and, uh, he's patient with me as he is with all of us. And so he has very gently led me. He's been patient when I've had, lacked faith and, um, and he's always, he's always come through, even if it's last minute he, he comes through. I think that there was something else that you had said. I totally agree. There was something else you had said a little earlier. And I want to touch back on that. You had talked about how there was things, areas in life that you was lacking. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like you didn't have the administration tools and you didn't have all that. And so I literally had just been listening to, um, I think John Maxwell or somebody, that's some leadership guy. And, and he was talking about how, you know, like 21 characteristics of leadership. And he was like, you know, and he was doing his podcast on I being an incomplete leader, incomplete. <laughs> right. And he was like, you know, there's all these different things that they say you're supposed to have as a leader. And I don't have, you know, a lot of them I just don't have. And and he was like, but that's okay because that's how, you know, that's those those areas where you're weak or where you where you lack, one is where you are sort of inspire you to connect with other people you know what I'm saying and so if I, if I just if I just take that and think about you know God in the Bible where God talks about how we're all one body right we're all different pieces of one body and you know by thumb you know your your pointer finger if, if you're a pointer finger and I'm a thumb hey I'm still important you know what I'm saying it's like you know and you yeah. still need me to open that thing up like, yeah. you know we are all here together and well, it's like the great you know, thing, we're, we're reading his book right now through, in our staff. We're reading it together. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. He's really good. Like I listen to him all the time. Yeah. So, um, uh, and I, I like him because, you know, he is a Christian leader. So I think it sort of speaks, he sort of, you know, brings in that whole leadership and the word part together. So I love that. Um, but I, I, I find that that is just so true. And when I go into the well, the thing that I think I'm most amazed about is not necessarily the deficiencies of anyone but the fact of how you have found a way or how God has brought all these women together and and you use all their strengths to the benefit like you know what I'm saying it's all the best pieces of them that yes. show up yeah you know what I'm saying yeah and I really need to share that what I learned is that we're not somebody better or somebody who has more who's helping someone who's not. What I learned right. is that when I cross the threshold of that door, that I, I am just as much ministered to and my life is just as mm -hmm. much changed as mm -hmm. the next woman that, that comes through the door. Right. And that is a very important detail. And uh, yes, the God, we are all about the body of Christ. Oh my goodness. And my staff is amazing at the well. There truly are. Well, I think uh, because one of the intention, some of the intentionality of the well is to help everyone recognize that they have value. So the women that are coming in that um, may consider those that are traumatized that we're helping, um, once they realize the value that we see in them, that we know is in them, um, they are just so enthusiastic <laughs> about contributing yeah. because yeah. to me, sometimes it feels like that may have been the first time they've heard that. Well, we, uh, and we did put that intentionality in our program. That is one of the elements of our core life program, which is the, the staple program at the well, and that is contribution. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a free program. But when you come, you're a part of the family right. and families contribute with one another, right? right? So we are all expected to contribute. Right, mm -hmm. right. Yeah, and it's just amazing to see their confidence building in the fact that they have contribution. Mm -hmm. You know, seeing the, the light bulb go off. Okay, I do believe you now that yeah. I do have value in that. Um, yeah. You have a place for me to contribute. Yeah, Don't necessarily have to figure it out. Sometimes it it may be natural, and sometimes they're they're asked to do something, but they just so gladly then contribute to that family. And I think all of that is just uh, phenomenal. Yes, thank you for saying that. Thank you. We've been we work hard on that. And it's not easy. It's not right. easy reminding the women to contribute, but we just we just stay persistent at it because mm -hmm. 
Um, we, our goal is that every woman who is being mentored and trained and loved on will eventually get to the place where they're doing that for the next woman that walks through, through the door, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so peer support is one of the most powerful types of support that anyone can have. Right, absolutely. So Mandy, how do you stay focused though? Like, what is your secret? I, I'm sure it's not a secret, but what, how do you stay focused? Like, you know, through all the things, like, you know, you were saying about how the attacks of the enemy may come and, and how, even though you've seen God's hand cover you, you've also seen those moments when you're like, you know, you know, Lord, where are you? You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, please don't go God, you know, you know like, it's, yeah. you leave my prayer, like, Lord, please don't leave, you know, like, no. Yeah. And I'll tell you, these last couple months have been those moments. It's been hard. It's been hard. Um, and and I, I just, I stay focused because one, one thing that is helpful to know without a shadow of a doubt that this is the work that God has given to me. Um, and sometimes I get weak in the knees on that, but I all, oh, he always brings me back around to the truth of the message. Um, but also just, I stay focused because I know also without a shadow of a doubt that, that the, the, this, this program that I have developed was not just a program that Mandy Mimmel came up with and Hunt's Honey is not just a social enterprise that I came up with, but that God went before me. <laughs> he went before me and he was in that community long before I was there. And he went before me and he formatted it. He, he formulated it, he designed it. And, and I just said, yes. And, um, you know, I, I really do have a whole lot more to learn. I, I have to admit there are days I, I feel ill-equipped. I think, I think one of the messages that the enemy tackles me down with is you are not enough. <laughs> mm. um, but I, I need to rest more. I, I have to be honest with you. I, I'm not resting as much as I should. So anybody listening out there, <laughs> have time. I have a pot calling the kettle black. Have time for rest. Um, I've been battling for that a little bit, but I also know that there's seasons, right? There, yeah. there are seasons. I, I look look through God's Word. I, I read about um, those. Uh, the, you know, go into the word of God and I, and I read through the Bible and there, there were times for bat, hard battle and there were times to go up to the mountain. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, and so I know that there are seasons and I know that God is not always going to leave me in the difficult season. So, um, and I, and I just, I, I think I've been around long enough to see the ebbs and the flows and to know that it doesn't always stay there. Like we're not always going to stay there. We're going to keep moving, right? Yes. We're going to keep moving. And yeah, so that's just I, what I, I, I think one of the things that always encouraged me, especially when I'm in those low seasons, is I love to go back and read the Psalms because David, you know, a little schizophrenic. So he has those moments, like in the same Psalm, where he's like, oh my Lord, you are so great. And the next yeah. time he's like, you know, Lord, where are you? What are you doing? How long? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's like, it's so true for me to be able to see just the, you know, the human side of the people God chooses and mm -hmm. how yes. he, he gives them space to walk in those emotions. Yes. And it's okay. He yeah. thought enough, you know what I'm saying? It was okay enough that he even decided to record it. You know what I'm saying? Like it was okay. Yes. And, 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 you know, it also gives me comfort to know that when I'm reading these books, that in truth, these are either letters or they're diaries, right? They're journals. Yeah. And so it's really their true feelings. And so when I see something in the Bible that sort of reminds me of me, it, it just continues to, um, it confirms that I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Yes, yes. And I go to the Psalms a lot, by the way. Um, but I also read a book called, I believe it's called The Price of Greatness. And mm -hmm. it was, I was uh, um, the, um, just some of the great theologians of past times, but the, the, their story that none of us have heard, like bouts of depression, marital issues, um, challenges. And, and I read that book and it was just so affirming that, um, and that's what gives us resilience that, you know, I think of that word resilience. It's not just for the ladies on the street, but boy, they, I tell you, they are the ones that inspire me when I see the challenges mm -hmm. that they encounter and how they keep coming back. How, how can you, how can you give up after watching that sort of right. Thing? Right. that resilience? Yeah. 
And honestly, that's why we started Dare to Pivot because the whole purpose of Dare to Pivot is we like to hear about the challenges because the thing is, too often you just see the come up story. You see like you see like the highlights, like everything is great. Started from the bottom, now I'm here, and everything mm-hmm. is great. <laughs> but you never hear about the struggle. Like what did it cost? Because we know it costs something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And nobody wants to talk about that. So it makes people feel like when you're going through that crazy moment of like you said, you know, the challenges either you know with your family, with your husbands, with your children, you know, with your money. When you're going through all these challenges, you start feeling like, oh, this doesn't supposed to happen because nobody else is talking about it and right. I know that's a lie like it's totally happening right. <laughs> you know what so we like to expose it because we want people we want women to know that if you decide to go out here and be great yeah there's a fight there like that's part of that that greatness the price of greatness that's right yeah that's so true mm. so, so go ahead go ahead Barbara. No, I was going to ask are there any particular details for that price that you're comfortable with sharing? Wow, man, I have, um, you know, I, I have, I will be honest, I've had some of my, my own personal challenges um, through, I, I have struggled with a husband that struggled in addiction um, through these last seven years. We just in this last year, we ended up getting a divorce (laughs) and as a strong Christian woman, that's something that you never want to have, you know, on your, on your record sheet (laughs) right? at all. That was Mm -hmm. definitely not after 31 years, um, for sure. But, uh, yeah. So, you know, um, I work in an area that's, that's, uh, that's challenging. And, um, you know, part, part of the price is, is, you know, um, (laughs) yeah, the enemy is out to seek, kill and destroy. And I got to tell you, he's, he's, he's trying to destroy our families, ladies. And, um, and he does not, he does, he, 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 you know, that's how he, he was coming at me. You know, that, that mm-hmm. was definitely one of his, uh, he's, I love to love people, you mm-hmm. know, and sometimes love just cannot be forced, right? Mm-hmm. I can't force my love on my husband. I can't force him to be clean or I cannot force him to want to, to go to church with me or to love God. And I can't, I can't force him to come home. Right. So those are, those are some really challenging things and really big things that I, that I learned over time. But in those challenges, God works all things together for those who love him and are called according to his purpose for those ladies at the well, during a very, very difficult time of my life, they got to watch me and witness. I did not keep this a secret. They got to watch my life. They got to witness Mandy standing strong as a tower and not moving on what I know to be right and true and good and lovely and excellent and praiseworthy. Mm. And I got to say, we can do this together. Mm. And, but again, I, you know, they inspired me watching their resilience is what allowed me to keep coming back even during the most difficult times. And I'm not saying that that was the price of what I did. My, my husband had some of you know, these challenges. We had, we had mm-hmm. these challenges in our marriage before I ever stepped in, but we can't allow, we can't wait for the perfect time to do what God is calling us to do. We mm-hmm. have this walk in obedience. Uh, no, my husband did not. Um, this all didn't happen because I started an organization at the time I was, wasn't working as much as I'm working now when all of this went down, but back in 2017, but, but, um, but it is when you, when you are doing kingdom work, you do become a target for the enemy. Mm-hmm. And, and that is, that is the price that is, that is the price. Um, but uh, I, I have to say that I raised my children uh, doing this ministry in Curtis Bay. I have absolutely no, no regrets. I feel like my children have a broader a world, biblical worldview. Um, they understand things so differently than, than most of their contemporaries. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I always say, so I have my, my, my children, I'm very close with my children. We have an amazing relationship, even to this day, even through all that we've been through, they have been beautiful, supportive, and uh, not without challenges, but beautiful and supportive. And I know that they have watched my journey. Mm-hmm. And um, I always say to people who, you know, who wonder, what do I do if I have kids? Well, my answer to that is our children um, are, should be the reason why we do, not mm-hmm. the reason why we don't. Mm. Because, uh, you know, they, they, they learn from us. They watch and they do what we do. Right. So, so we, it's been challenging and I'm still in the midst of that a little bit, but God mm-hmm. is greater. He, he is greater. And I have been strengthened because of that. And I know uh, that women watching on have been strengthened because, because of my testimony in that very difficult time. Uh, don't always share unless I'm asked, but thanks for peeling it off of me. <laughs> You, you, you know what I think is fantastic here, though, is that for you to have an organization like the well, that a lot of women in there obviously are coming on drugs, I mean, are coming off of drugs and they're getting clean or staying clean, you know, trying to help them stay there. And then for you in your personal life to be going with that same type of struggle there, it just proves how God will use you mm-hmm. to do something great on one side, even though he realized the struggle is still there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He doesn't say, he doesn't say the struggle is not going to be there. That was never part of the situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, like that was never it. Well, it was that- like you know, you're going to do it anyway now. Yeah. And God is not, he's not trying to disqualify us, ladies. Exactly. Right. Trying to qualify us. Right. <laughs> and I, and we, sometimes we see God in a different light and, and uh, it's not the God that I know. It's not the God that I know. Well, to that point, what would you say to those of, I'll just say us generally that may see this point as a point of fear, thinking I need to avoid doing what God tells me to do because, hey, they're just confirming for me. One, it's not going to be easy. Two, I'm going to be attacked. And three, I'm going to be tested. You know, this doesn't sound, this doesn't sound good to me at all. <laughs> you know what? I, I hear you. And I, I, that is the risk of sharing that. Yeah, but I but I can't imagine. First of all, I do believe those attacks are di- directly in relationship to the work that we're doing or not doing. Mm-hmm. And I um, and I I can't imagine getting to heaven and mm-hmm. God just looking at me and going, you know, why 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 didn't you do what I asked you to do? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> You know, my, my daughter um, is, uh, she has a, one of her giftings is missions. And when she was 17, went to YWAM and ended up going to to Thailand and Myanmar and South Korea. And someone wrote on her Facebook page, oh my goodness, why would you do that? Don't go there. And she, that's so dangerous. And her response at 17 or 18 at that time was um, the safest place to be is in the will of God. The safest mm. place to be is in the will of God. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I fear more stepping mm-hmm. outside of his will. Yes. <laughs> and, and not, you know, not uh, going and, and using everything that he gave me. It's a quote from Irma Bombeck. You know, when I get to heaven, I want, I want God to look at me and say that, you, good job. You used everything that I gave to you. You, you used everything that I put in your hands, mm-hmm. um, especially of those of us who might have resources. And to scare you even more, I don't have much resources left anymore. <laughs> you make it worse, Betty. You make it worse. <laughs> but you know what? My my reward is in heaven. My yes. crown right. is in heaven. That is my that is his glory and his renown. And I can't wait to to gather with him. That's all the kudos I need. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. I'm I must admit, I, I must totally admit is that that is truly one of my my biggest things and um, me and Barbara have talked about this several times that you know I do not want God to look at me and say you know that I gave you these gifts and you buried them like that is the worst yeah like literally like it makes my you know 
mm-hmm. chest hurt, just the thought that he's looking at me and saying, you know, what did you do with it? Like, you didn't do anything with it. You just going to bury it. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. And, and not everybody's <laughs> called to be a missionary in Baltimore, right? right. Oh, no, no. It's, 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 it's all the gifts. You know, he's put together a whole list of gifting right. and he's, he's giving everyone one, at least one. And how we are to be, how we are to use them to contribute to his plan is mm-hmm. the only responsibility that we have. It yes. is not to, to know everybody's measure. Yeah. Not to keep up with everybody's measure. It's yeah. to get to know your measure and then be obedient as he yeah. instructs you to use it. I think compar- and, uh, so, comparison is our enemy. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yes, just run your own race. Like, just run your own race. And to be honest, and to be honest with all of these factors, you know, having, you know, um, uh, families and you're playing different roles in your uh, immediate family, the families you created, um, professional circles. I mean, all of these different phases of you and aspects of you that's a full-time gig like honestly I I think some of the the checkpoints for me is when I find myself having time to compare that means hey that means you lock it on on your side like what are you doing (laughs) with your measure (laughs) you got an awful lot of time to comment and critique Yes, that's what good. What other people are doing. That is so honestly, true. When we stay busy, we don't have time for that. Ain't nobody right. for that. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And then honestly, the desire, uh, for me, the desire grows to get it right. Mm-hmm. Meaning I want to hear from God and hear mm-hmm. what that next step is because he hasn't told me either. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the full picture, we get it in bite-sized pieces. Yeah. So I have to stay in that place where I continually hear him. So between being in that place and actively doing, yeah. I don't really don't have the time, energy, or interest. That's right. About- also, when we go into Isaiah 58, when yes. it talks about true fasting, mm-hmm. fasting yes. with our life, fasting lifestyle. Mm-hmm. When, you know, Isaiah you know, he, he's talking about when we do these things, mm-hmm. giving our lives over to those who need help, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's talking about those who are poverty stricken, those who are oppressed, those who are in need. It's, it, he's, he, he, he doesn't talk then about um, um, what, the, what the results of our work will be on them. Isaiah talks about uh, the the results of that work on our lives. Mm-hmm. I am a changed woman, guys. I will never, I will never be the same again because of the work that I do. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, it's for our own growth and our own maturity, you know. Okay. And um and and God says that our light will shine like the noonday. You know, our our wells will be full and overflowing. You know, our our gardens will be watered. <laughs> You know, it says all of those amazing things about what will, what are, what are the results in our lives when we choose to obey and make our lives a fasting, uh, just our lifestyles, you know. I, I literally had just read this like the other day, like totally yeah. <laughs> read this, read this the other day. And I had just, I had highlighted like Isaiah 58, 11. It says the Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you are dry and restra- restoring your strength. And yeah. you will be a well-watered garden, mm-hmm. like an overflowing spring. Isn't that, isn't that, that is this beautiful. beautiful. But then if you go on, it says, well, well, no. And um, no, it says we will be called restore of, of streets with dwellings. Mm. We will rebuild the city yes. walls. How powerful is that? Mm-hmm. And it's, it, you know, yes, we can liken that to Baltimore, but we can also liken that to our own lives, mm-hmm, the city yes. walls, our own lives, you know, rebuilding. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. And I, and I think God has called it, like you said, he didn't call everybody to be a missionary. So you know, whatever thing that God has called you to do, be that best thing there. 
Yes. (laughs) And you can be, you know what I'm saying? You can rebuild the city there, wherever you are in that space. So if God has called you to be a doctor, then that's what you're supposed to do that in that hospital, in that space. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think sometimes we get so wrapped up in thinking, especially when we start talking about, you know, talking about God, you know, I think some people get confused thinking, well, it's all going to be about just doing something in the church or doing something like that. That's not always because this whole world is, you know, here for us to do stuff too. You know what I'm saying? Like, we are all busy. We all, he has all planted us in these spaces for a reason to do work. Yeah. Yeah. That is so good. Even if it's in the secular, you know, field, like, yes, we need to be here. We need to be speckled we can't we can't sit in the holy huddles you know right right we have to get out we have to get outside of the walls and guys i really think that's what the lord is doing right now Mm -hmm. Um, kind of like an axe when he had to scatter when he Mm -hmm. i kind of feel it right now guys agreed i feel like such a time as this i really do agree and it, it it does my heart good like when i'm somewhere and somebody and like somebody say something to me and i say amen and i feel them catch it yeah. And they're just like, and you know, before you know it, we're sitting there, we're talking about God, this, and we're just like constantly encouraging each other in the craziest places. And it's like, that's how God constantly reminds me to know, you know, you're not alone. Like, you're not alone. You're not the only one in here. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I put you here to do your part, but I will show up there. There are other people in here just like you, you know what I'm saying? Who are also here doing the same work, trying to, you know, y'all are all working here together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah. you have to be open enough to one, um, well, I guess be brave and courageous enough to do your part and I think that's what you have pretty much showed us tonight or talked to us about even through all your struggles it's just that you know how what God says you know be brave and courageous for I am with you you know what I'm saying and I just yes I am with you and I just want to say I want to say just one real quick thing in regards to my marriage there were I, I would spend just days on my knees in prayer and there was this one time I was on my knees and I was literally on my knees and I was praying and I literally, I just, God just said to me in his still small voice, Mandy, that you're done. Stand up, dust off your knees. I have given you a job to do. I want you to stand strong, no matter what you're enduring. And I want you to go and do this thing. Wow. I'm going to use you. You've mm. been faithful. I'm going to use you. Mm. And I hope that's a, a just a, a confirmation to somebody or an affirmation to to don't let our circumstance mm-hmm. guide us. Let's be mm-hmm. guided by, um, you know, it's in faith and in the visions that God and dreams that he gives to us. Let's not doubt. Wow. That's wonderful. That is so good. You just Thank so you. good, Mandy. This is just <laughs> yeah, so I know. good. I know. <laughs> just so when I say good. Lord in me. <laughs> say, I believe, I believe. <laughs> just so good we're just so grateful and thankful that you just decided to come on here and share you know your story with us it's just been just so um inspiring and I can't wait to see the type of feedback um yes that we get because it's just you know these women are just really just listening and they're and they're you know looking for people who are saying what their hearts are saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like there's, you know, yeah. just you know, it's like echo in it. Like, like, and so that I think that's what you you have really did to a lot of women who are in different phases of their life, whether it's in their marriage or yeah. about to embark on something that looks humongous. You know what I'm saying? Just looks humongous and they're not sure where to step. And you're just like, just say yes and step. Yeah. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. And don't worry about anything else. Like, don't worry about the money. Don't worry about all that other stuff. It's okay. Yeah. Keep well, your eye on your, on your purpose. There's days I worry. There's days I worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're still human. God, yes. yes. Thank you, Barbara. But that's why God gave all those instructions in his word, because he knew we would have these moments. We, we, we do. We have them. Yeah. That's why he gave us his instruction book. Yeah. Absolutely. And he sends what you need right when you need it. You know what I'm saying? Right yes. when you think that it's never going to come, <laughs> he sends it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he sends it. He sends yes. it right there in time. Yeah, so it exactly. sort of works out. And when he doesn't send it, then that's okay. Because that means that obviously he got another plan. You just don't know what exactly. it is yet. Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. he's constantly rerouting. Or not necessarily rerouting. We're just realizing that it's a reroute. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> that's how I look at it. I'm like, you know, I realize that God is sitting up very high. And so while I'm sitting here trying to go through this little, this little life of mine, he's paying attention to my life like 10 years down the road. And he's like, no, you need to do this because this is yeah. going to happen here. And so this can, you can't go this way. You can't go this way. And I'm like, but Lord, this makes so much sense. And it's so easy. And he's like, no, 
But if you go that way, then you can't get to here, which is where I really want you to <laughs> be. You know what I'm saying? That's great insight. Yeah, I like that. Well, I may not have insight, but I hear God saying to me, is she talking about this money thing again? <laughs> and then he'll... <laughs> Honey, it's like, you know, it's almost I hear that audible. And he'll show me that it really doesn't matter. No. You know, he'll Really, it's he'll give me a point of joy Amen. that has absolutely nothing to do with money. Amen. Amen. And it forces me to go, this is what I love. Yes. And I'm just, thank you, Jesus. And honestly, it takes me out of that moment of why am I wrapped up around this? You know, yes. because this what is what brings me joy. Amen. And if I stay here, I don't have time or energy to go there. And um, so that's what he does for me. That's so good. And um, I'm so thankful that he cares enough about me to, to, to meet me where I am. <laughs> yeah, I keep, I really keep it real. Um, I, I, I do that very much on purpose because I believe a lot of us have gotten lost in that co-comparison thing. Mm -hmm, a lot mm -hmm. of us have gotten lost in having to come to church and be perfect. Well, that's mm -hmm. just the opposite of what church was meant for. Exactly. <laughs> right. And, uh, I, I, so I fight against that uh, very purposefully. I, I think it's really important to keep it real and be who we are and come together openly and honestly and and allow God to work through each one of us together. I think together is always better. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And I think you do that so well. And I think that when we go to the well, we sort of, everybody feels that. Like, oh, you know, you, you yes. feel that. And, you know, um, and it's just, it's just great. So I'm, I am super excited for all the things that God is going to do for you and through mm -hmm. you. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be outstanding. And, um, and, you know, and because you're so close to my community, you know, I'm, I, I love it because it's right here. Yeah. It's so close, you yeah. know, and you're just doing this work and, yeah. you know, and um, you're just doing it from a really honest place. And I think that's what God really wants us to do is just do it from an honest place. Right. That's good. Just really coming from a place of just wanting to help and truly be God's hands and feet. Yeah. And um, yeah, and that's, that's beautiful. That is, that is beautiful. So, you know, I'm along for the ride. I'm sure Barbara is along for the ride. And, you know, <laughs> we're here, you know, we're totally here for you. You know, we, you I know, we are all bound together. Yeah. I love you all so much. Oh, we love, love you, you too. Love you Thank you so, so much. And we appreciate your time. And yes, it was absolutely great. At As once. expected. <laughs> As expected, true. As expected. <laughs> all right, you. ladies. Thank you so much. All righty. Right. Good night, ladies. Ladies, bye-bye. Ladies, I hope you enjoyed that episode with Mandy from The Well. So if you was thinking about how you could help, I want you to go to drinkatthewell.org. There, you will actually see all of the things that Mandy is doing at the well and ways that you can get involved. I think a really cool thing is, depending on when you're listening to this, but if you're listening to this um, in the month of April, 2021, or before then, you can actually join their virtual 5K called Dash for Dignity. So no matter where you are in the world, you can participate. So ladies, this is a great opportunity for you to help and give back um, to women who are in transition. So I encourage you, if you have the time and the heart, I ask that you go to drinkatthewell.org and get involved. Thanks. Talk to you next week. <laughs>